Yes, we need racers. Okay. Racists. Speed racists. Okay, so let's... <laughs> because here comes speed racers. He's a bigot <laughs> on wheels. He's a Such bigot a and he's called fucking... speed racers. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. So, um, hello, listeners. This is your host and temporary replacement for Greg Woods. Kat, I'm here to bring you some exciting race day action from the Mintuine Spaceway Super Circuit. Before that gets started, though, I wanted to take a second to talk about some programming notes. After this week, we're going to be moving the Light Side campaign episodes to the Patreon. So from this week on, there's no more Dark Side campaign or Light Side campaign, just the same coin, a Star Wars story. Coinciding with that, I'm going to be spending my week of holiday vacation next week remastering the first six episodes of the campaign. I hope that by doing so, I'm able to bring the lessons I've learned in editing the last 14 episodes to the early episodes to attract new listeners. This is also the last regular episode of the same coin until next year. As such, I wanted to thank you all for sticking with us through what is probably the weirdest year I've ever experienced. And that's saying something considering I came out to myself then transitioned publicly all within one year. Your support really does mean the world to us. So thank you. Speaking of which, if you'd like to support the show and what we do here, there are a few places you can do that. First and foremost, you can tell a friend about the show. Word of mouth is what podcasts were built on, and getting a friend to listen along with you is an exciting way to be a part of the process. The other thing that you can do that really, truly helps us is to leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Each five-star review helps new people find the show and gets us closer to being able to make an even better product for you. Speaking of which, if you'd like to contribute financially, it would mean the world to us. By supporting us on Patreon for even as little as a dollar a month, you help us grow in what we're able to do and how frequently we do it. If you'd like to contribute, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash sosasmedia. There you'll find exclusive Patreon cuts of some of our shows, some Patreon bonus episodes, and a couple of the fanfics that I've been working on that are in-universe fanfics that Tina writes, it's a whole thing. This month, in lieu of a Patreon episode, next Friday, for Saturnalia or Yule or Christmas, we're going to be releasing a special one-shot of Mall Kids. In it, the four of us play teenagers dealing with the Christmas Eve rush and a grinchy mall manager. We had a ton of fun, so we hope you tune in next week for an exciting episode. With all that out of the way, let's go back a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Last time we met, the three of you had made your way, well, the three player characters and your ancillary hangers-on, had made your way to... Okay, I'm going to retake that. When last we met, the crew of the Aurum had made their way to Mintuween, whereupon they discovered a orbital space ring, like a halo, around the planet that was staffed mostly by Quarrens, 
in shipbuilding jobs. You lied very badly, and then a little bit better, to the station master, saying, you know, effectively, that your long-range comms were down due to an asteroid hit or something like that, and you needed time to repair them. And that's how you got onto the station. After docking in dry dock and Space Dumpster faking some repairs, Kiel went to go look for a bar to find more information in order to locate Krask Osum, the Quarren engineer who you are currently in search of. Whilst at the bar, Kiel met a lovely gentleman by the name of Shad Frills, who offered information in exchange for services of a non-sexual nature. <laughs> I saw where your eyes were going, Erica, and that's why I said of a non-sexual nature. <laughs> um, Kiel was told he would have to participate in a race, and if he won and made Shod Frills a lot of money, then he would get the information about the whereabouts of Krosk Osum. Kiel readily accepted a chance to prove his piloting prowess. We left our principal characters of questionable morality reeling from the revelation that Kiel had to participate in a race with their very obvious brand new Sinar modeled TIE Defender. So, I think we come in on... I think we come in on Space Dumpster having finished painting... That's what I was tidies. going to I was I was going to suggest we come in on Space Dumpster and the clones. Uh effectively like all in all in like painter painting gear. So they they're not wearing their typical clothing, but they're covered in different colors of paint as part of the process of painting the TIE Defender, which now has a rather robust set of colors on it. What kind of color do you think this ship is now that you've customized it? Um, I think it should be the orange and blue to match Kiel's flight suit. Uh, so I think the mo the monopod is painted in the like portal color orange, and then Ooh, like the wings have the yeah. blue. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yep. 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 I'm in. Okay. Well. Well, the blue is a little dark, I'll give you, but I had to do with what I could get off the station, and they aren't really in the business of making capital ships, you know, flashy. SD. Mm -hmm. It looks great. I'm I'm super excited for this one. I know. Uh, I haven't had a race like this in years. Listen, I grew up on Corellia. My... My brothers used to race a lot in these type of things, not sanctioned events. Keel, watch your ass. I doubt these other guys are just going to be racers, as it were. Look, this isn't my first race. I, I know what I'm getting myself into. I have a few tricks up my sleeve. Plus, oh. plus, SD, it's the tide. It's the TIE Defender. I know. You know how that baby performs. Kale, that's the only reason I'm letting you take her out. I don't think you'd win in any other ship. No offense, but she'll do the job. Just try to bring her back in one piece. I freshly loaded her countermeasure bay, so um, you shouldn't have any issues there just in case things do get a little dirty. Um, I think... So, uh, so as as SD is saying that, Keel's walking onto the Orem, kind of tuning him out, um, excitedly going to his locker to uh, put on his um, matching uniform, um, his flight suit with the really cool plasteel Rodian helmet, um, and he opens his locker. And inside, um, yay. Yeah, so as, as you enter the locker room slash changing room, um, you notice that most of the clones are suited up in um, 
helmets of varying kinds that don't say I'm a clone very evidently, but do look like a pit crew. Okay, yeah. So they're, they're all like crewed out to be your pit crew if you need a pit stop or whatever at any point, even though... In the middle of space. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're there to cheer yeah. you on, mostly. Yeah. Hey, Tanner. Um, looking good. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, covers the black eye, sir. I'm sorry about that. I, I didn't... Uh, really want to nothing wrong you've uh you really sold it there i appreciate the uh quality of your acting sir right okay um and i go over to my locker and i open up the i open it up okay so as you open your locker which you haven't done in a little while is you know He'll mostly flies in his civvies because you know, who's going to check? Mm -hmm. You open your locker and you're greeted by the smell of mildew because <laughs> you didn't wash your flight suit the last time you put it in there. Yeah, that sounds about right. And as you look down at where your flight suit's supposed to be, you see something that isn't your flight suit. You see a fully catered out and sponsored a Sinar Racing flight suit and helmet. Specifically designed for a Rodian face. There's a note attached um, to the front. I, I, I guess... What does the note read? Okay, there's what no does paper the in Star Wars, though. There's, what do, there's, a, there's a data pad. There's a data pad on it. You pick up the data pad and it reads, Surprise, here's your new flight suit. R, and it's the high galactic character for R. Dank Ferric. <sighs> Did any sir? of you were any of you part of this? No, sir. A part of what, sir? I hold up the uniform. I think you see. I think you see. Um, all all of the clones look pretty, like confused. Except They've got their Kippen, pit helmets on too. Yeah, Kippen like kind of turns away and looks away from you. I'm gonna get you back for this, Kippen. I don't understand, sir. I didn't do anything. Yeah, I'm sure you didn't. We'll talk about this later. And I start slipping it on. Uh, so he's the boss. I can't say no. You're fine. It was a bet I lost. <laughs> You're just... <sighs> I'll get you back for this. Sleep with, I'll sleep with both eyes open, sir. I expect you to. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. So and I'm going to put my, your... my uniform on and get ready for the race. Okay, so um, I think it's around end of... I think you said end of shift was when the race was going to start. He said be in Hangar 12 after shift ends, yeah. Okay. So, um, I think you pay your docking fee rather uneventfully. The ray shielding comes down and it's just the typical regular shielding. So you're all like, yeah, you're free to leave and everything like that. Um, do you take the whole of the Aurum with well, you so to Hangar 12? Or... Does Keel fly to Hangar Twelve, and the so rest I feel of like, you yeah, walk to Hangar like Twelve? Like we're paying for the for the parking space, right? We might as well use it. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like I'll take a shuttle over to Hangar Twelve. You fly. No, you, you, you're flying you're right. to Hangar Twelve. <laughs> Be not flex, clones. Flex <laughs> You'll take a shuttle. And... Probably shouldn't. The I are we bringing clones with yeah. us? They're all catered out yeah. like pit oh, right. crews, so, so like you yeah. can't so, see their faces. Yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah, Keel is um, gonna fly over in the t tidy. So I guess Reba's guarding Reba. the ship. Did, did yeah, we? Reba's guarding we're, the ship. I mean, like you've got the ship locked too. Like, <laughs> yes. Was that locking it was the Reba ship? Or locking was that the Reba? ship. Well, <laughs> 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 put.
You all walk into Hangar 12, where you see the seven starships, the starfighters that are, there are six of them actually, that are supposed to be in the race. There's a spot left open for the seventh fighter, and Kiel has not arrived yet. You see a large television, or Star Wars equivalent of a TV, that has like cameras projecting basically the action for the race. So you see a lot of empty space right now. Um, would you each like to add one particular detail to this little spectator scene that we have so, set up? So um, the same bartender from earlier um, mm -hmm. has set up like a small bar in the corner where he's like running drinks for anyone who wants one for the race. Uh, you see a space chalk menu that, that's like, yeah, you know, it lists like the like the equivalent space beer, space uh, wine, and then the two <laughs> space cocktails that he's equipped yeah, to make. It's like bar. Yeah. Those are your choices. And, and, um, I I think yeah, he has he has an he has an astromech. Like people can order, and then he'll like make the drinks. The astromech yeah, is like R2. a drink tray, and and it'll like it'll it'll buzz out. He's got like pre-mixed uh, drinks return. as like the selections, right? So like mm -hmm. he's got the space gin and tonic and he like the the tonic water mm -hmm. is kept separate from the gin, so he presses a button on like a very, very heavily modified astromech, and the astromech just like shoots out drink into a glass, it shoots a mix of the tonic and the gin is like like a soda gun, but for cocktail. Yeah. Yeah, good. And what's text. a detail that you would like to add? I don't know. <laughs> what's a thing that they would have at a indie wrestling show that would also work here? A gimmick table or a merch like, stand. <laughs> okay, so there's like a little merch stand with them selling like t-shirts for you know not t-shirts because Star Wars doesn't have t-shirts, but like you know like little hats and stuff like that for each of the drivers because the drivers are like you know fairly well-known pilots who bring their own merch with them to sell at these underground races because that's one of the ways they make money when they lose mm -hmm. most of them try to make their money off of wins but in particular like there's the less successful drivers who have to survive off of merch so you see like merch tables for Jen Hex and Arrows and Drew Baca. The drivers are all like, or the pilots are all like sat at their vehicles, basically like before the race signing autographs or like chatting with spectators, stuff like that. It seems like a very casual, relaxed mm. environment. As you walk in, in front of each of the vehicles, you, you see the Wookiee Drew Baca, Jen Hex and Arrows, who's a Ben Quadraneros alien. Uh, you see a human in front of a very gorgeous looking heavily modified a-wing with like swept back wings and multiple um laser embankment thingers rather than just the single forward lasers um it's very fancy looking it is painted in like a vibrant green color accented with black and it looks cool as hell like an electric green. Uh, you see a Chadra fan busy, busily shouting and excitedly talking to everyone because it's community and Chadra fan love community. Uh, they're standing in front of an A7 Hunter Interceptor that kind of basically looks like a, a, a cylinder with wings. <laughs> it's very rudimentary looking but like you get the feeling that it's very fast because nobody would fly something that junky if it wasn't fast as hell so there's a quarren in front of a z95 headhunter which you know looks like a proto x-wing it's an x-wing without s foils basically um that is what color would that be erica i want to give you options for colors for this it's like white with red mm -hmm. and blue, like accents striping, sort of like ha 
That's a very specific reference. It's gonna say like 2017 okay. Haas. Um but but like yeah, so it's like bright white. Um and then it has like pretty electric red and blue mm-hmm. pinstriping. Not pinstriping, okay, and but like then accent. um Aaron, I kind of skipped over, but for your Chadra fan and their ship, what does that what what kind of coloration does that have? So it's like a dark white with one large splash of purple and on the opposite side offset one small splash of green. <laughs> it looks like it, it looks like it looks like someone just kind of threw paint at it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So there's a Latero standing in front of a uh recognizably a HLAF 500 Starfighter. Uh, I think that is painted like. I think it's just like, oh, with white accents. So, Mm. I think it is a base white with pink and blue accents. So a trans pride. It's a trans pride. Okay. And like, yeah, there's there's like. Yeah, you know, a typical din that you associate with a crowded room. And mm-hmm. in one corner you see a Quarren, who is flanked by multiple bodyguards with a data pad. And people progressively approach him and kind of nonchalantly speak to him for a moment and then walk away. And you kind of get the vibe that he's bookmaking. Do they still do that? Like, I didn't think there was paper in Star Wars. No, they said he's got a data pad. Or like string. Oh, you mean bookmaking, bookmaking. <laughs> bookmaking. Not being a bookie. Okay. <laughs> uh, Aaron, I love you so much. Hey, Plex. Yes, Sisty? Should we like, should we like bet on Keel? If he doesn't win, we're kind of in a, you know, pile of drab anyway. May as isn't, well, right? Isn't the, I mean... Other people are. I guess Definitely we might as well not. too. Door support and all. Uh, so if you don't mind, I'd like to make the bet, please. Uh, sure, Jack. Go right ahead. Yeah. Uh, here's here's a hundred for you to put on. Uh, put on Keel. I gotta go wait for him to yeah, arrive. Yeah, no, un- understood. Um, since I'm I'll like, put just just the hundred. Is that all? Just the hundred. Okay. And Jack heads over to the bookmaker. At this point, coming around the station, um, Keel, you've been outside kind of doing a little bit of test piloting, doing a couple loop-de-loops and barrel rolls and things. Yeah, so so Keel has has grown accustomed to piloting the Orem. And even despite his show of pilotsmanship um, on... Camino a while ago. Um, he's still a little bit rusty with a smaller, more agile um, fighter. So he's been kind of putting it through its paces just to get a feel for the for the handling again. And so as the kind of hubbub is coming in, Keel is going to come in real hot into mm-hmm. the hangar. So he's going to like pull like a full on like... It's like that um, vine of the kid driving the um, toy Jeep and he like slides it into like a parallel park like that. Or like the vine of the guy sliding down the ramp. Good evening. He like slides in and parks it perfectly. Good evening. And like pops the hatch and just casually just like climbs out like, yeah, this is me. I'm here. So there's like hushed whispers as everyone seems very shocked that there's a high defender in this race. And as you exit the vehicle, you're approached by Shad Frills, who seems intrigued. You weren't kidding, Rodian. Where? No, no, you don't. No need to explain. 
all I gotta say to you is there's a lot of money and a lot of reputation riding on this. Get it right. I'll do my part in return, but get it right. And watch out, like I said, these kids don't play clean. Well, it's a good thing for you. I'm a dirty boy. Go win. (laughs) 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 Oh. Okay, so can I have um, Plex? (laughs) Can I have you do me a favor and make a roll? It is going to be a hard roll, and it is going to be a perception roll. We're still going to be using the same economy where you guys have no force points at the moment, unless you'd like to re-roll. Came up same to mission, one success so and two threats. Okay, so okay. I think at this point, everyone is kind of clearing away from the um, the actual ships. You know, they're basically letting them get settled to get out to the hangar. As the paddock is clearing, you guys kind of get pushed to a corner. You know, the the five of you. No, sorry, seven, six of you get pushed into a corner and are like trapped by a throng of people who are ready to watch the race. Seems like this is the main form of entertainment on the base at the moment. Um, Plex, it's at this point that you notice that Jack hasn't come back. That's what that perception roll was for. You turn around to look for him. Both Jack and the bookie are gone. Tanner? Uh, yes, sir. Has Jack come back? From the uh, bookkeeper? No, sir. Did you did you send Jack to go make a bit? He asked and it seemed fine. Okay, um, Plexa, I probably this is on me. But um Jack has a bit of a gambling problem. Oh dear. Yes. Okay. This we, we probably have to could go find be... him. We probably do, sir, but um, keep in mind how this station feels about clones. I'm, yes, I, I fully remember. I do. If my intention here, sir, is that I think you and um, this might be a job better suited for non-cloned individuals, namely yourself and um. Okay, um, Captain Plex, I'm not sure how to refer to... Uh, space Dumpster. Space Dumps. Okay, but he's he technically outranks us, and I, there's a very... It's a bit confusing. Nobody calls him any of his names. Chief Dumpster. <laughs> he's, he's, chief, he's like the chief engineer, but what is he ranked? What's the? It's very confusing. Just... The yeoman? Just... Go with Space Dumpster for right now. We'll figure that out okay, later. It feels a little too casual, but or alright, alright. Okay. It seems like it would be very suited for you and Space Dumpster. SD is kill right SD? now. Do, do we have a contact with him? Do we have we radio? Can, yeah, we have comms. There's hold on. And he presses <laughs> up against his the ear on his bucket. Uh Tina to Commander Krennic. What's up, Tiener? So, could you get um, SD in on the comm call for a moment? Oh, yeah, one sec. Hey, SD, Tiener wants to talk to you? Um, can this wait a second, Tiener? I'm explaining to Kiel, like, it, um, some, just not, some last-minute really, stuff. Um, yeah, no, I know. No, don't push it too hard on the la- on the port side. It, it has this funny little thing with the engine. I, I know. I've been over this. We need it. Would you two shut up for a second? Jack is missing. Um, he went to go make a bet, which is ill-advised considering his horrific gambling addiction, and he and the bookie have disappeared. And given where did they go? That's the question, isn't it, sir? Oh, my! I gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry. Given go ahead. the lack of affection that. This station seems to display for cloned individuals. Um, I thought it best if 
sorry, this is still awkward. If uh, Space Dumpster were to be the one to go along with Captain Plex. Well, okay. First of all, ain't nothing awkward no, uh, about uh, me working with Plex. Like, so, it's not like I got a crush so on her. So outrank us, and it's weird to call you Space Dumpster when you technically outrank us. Oh, everyone calls him Space Dumpster. I recognize that, but it's still weird for me. I, name. F- follow all the my, chain of all, command. All my friends call me Space Dumpster. And in terms of friendship, we rank exactly the same, Teener. Um, as this is as this conversation's happening, we hear over the over a loudspeaker. Pilots to your ships. Pilots to your ships. Okay. Kale? Yeah. You need to not worry about this. I will take okay. care of Jack. Your only job is to fly. I can now, what I have been trying to tell you is I have put a little something extra in the tidy. Do not use it unless situations are dire. What? But you will notice there is a red handle on the right side. It shouldn't damage the engine, but you'll get going a lot faster. <laughs> okay? How much faster? At this point, Keel, you notice the other pilots start to take off and take their grid position. You're going to be starting from the back of the grid because you technically are a late entrant. So you begin taking off and line up outside of the station at the start finish line. Um, You're given a projection of the circuit that shows up on a projector in the cockpit Mm -hmm. and it gives like the Mario Kart read out you know where everyone is and a little picture of their face <laughs> the room of spectators goes quiet for a moment as the lights go boop 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 beep Can I have you roll a piloting space check? What difficulty? This will be because it's just the start of the race, an average. Tell me what you get. Is there anybody influencing this roll from the get-go? Not at the moment. Cool. I think we're going to have just one segment here where <laughs> someone's not trying to screw you over. Oh, that's a roll. Um, wow, okay. That is okay. So those that that cancels out. <laughs> Emma, you act like you've just like <laughs> rolled a massive amount of triumphs every single time you roll, and then you'll be like, "It's a failure." No, 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 no. But it's like it's like there's just so much going on because it's like Star like, Wars. Dice. I'm not making okay, so fire. that cancels out. So that's three successes, two threats, and a triumph. Three successes, two threats, and a triumph. Oh boy. Okay, so what I think happens here is that you, you get like a very good Mario Kart boost. Mario Kart very boost. good start. Uh-huh. You Yeah, you basically I got a Mario Kart start boost. pressing A as soon as the two disappears and you get the Mario Kart boost. I got it on the perfect frame for it. Yes, you got the perfect frame for it. So you get the like not just the boost, but the the wheelie boost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to put it in Mario Kart terms. And you immediately take off to the front of the pack. Um, you weave through and you end up at the front, closely pursued by Gen Hexaneros and the screaming ship of Hollow, the Chatra fam. <laughs> you see the Chetrofan wildly flailing and hitting buttons. <laughs> you round the first corner and y- yeah, you kind of do like a space drift. You push the throttle forward and you begin making your approach to the second turn. You cut the second turn hard. And you begin going through the power station. To enter the power station, you see... 
sparks of electricity. Yeah. Your standard Star Wars. Arc standard reactor. Star Wars lack uh, yeah, of Yeah, I was going to say, Empire yeah. does not have Asha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. That's um, a lot of, I feel like, like, a lot of plasma arcing between conduits. Yeah. I feel like, um, the shit. Okay, so what is the shape of this vent? The vent that you're flying through is kind of like a rounded corner. At least the way that I picture it, it's like a corridor with that that shape effectively like a like a rounded corner rectangle. Is it is it basically Battlestar paper? Yes, kind of. Okay, cool. It would be Battlestar paper in <laughs> in landscape mode. Landscape. <laughs> I feel like at some point there's a part of the corridor that just kind of like dips in and like makes an extremely narrow passage um mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. it dips in and there's a bar across it so you have to either go above so you you go down the dip and then you either have to stay low or like dip very close to the ceiling and go over yeah. the top of the bar um, so Kiel, having never done this race and like really no preparation on like the course or anything um has like a come up on it and like I see this right in front of my eyes I'm like mother criffer and I like boost like like I angle the ship in such a way that like I kind of like drift around it like I like okay so you pull like one of those like um, I pulled down like I'm I'm coming down you're coming from the dip. So, right so you're coming down from the dip I pull a Starbuck yeah like you and I like cut the engines the the tail of the defender kind of like dips down a little bit lower you've got your like you've got your nose angled up slightly and you cut the engine so you just and you take off um true i am gonna upgrade this check but i'm cool. so it'll be a hard piloting space okay and it's gonna be upgraded plus um hollow is going to attempt to hack your uh Aaron, what's your computers? Uh yellow and two green. Okay, Hollow is going to attempt to like briefly sabotage your system. Okay, so you're going to add one black die, but you take that away anyway. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so that is a net failure with a triumph and an advantage. Okay, so you still get the triumph portion of the triumph. Yes. But you don't succeed. Okay, so what I'm trying to go for is a flashy stunt where I like, mm -hmm. I do that drifting. I do the like Apollo in that one episode of Battlestar where he like drifts through like the, the Tilium refinery and right. like boosts out. So I try and do that, but the course is just too tricky and I end up just barely escaping. Yeah, I think um, in the way that that occurs, you end up losing three places. Like, because you basically, like, cool. you realize uh, Dank Ferric, if I go too fast out of this, I'm gonna crash. So you slow down a little bit and, like, Hollow, Gen Hexaneros, and... Xander Bront just zoom past you. That was four. And you know, they they do like a tricky turn and everything like that. Um and they make it through the bar section. You follow them. And as you see them kind of coming out, it looks like the power station actually like the the course rotates to a vertical. Mm -hmm. And as they make the turns, they like they come they fly out like basically on their side but it's space so it doesn't matter because there's no gravity so they vroom, and you see the three of them kind of make their way out and then Jen Hexaneros overcompensates and hits the power station gets struck by a bolt of plasma and explodes and then the tide defender zoom, straight through the explosion as you emerge from the uh power station and the cameras pick you back up you see like a bunch of people cheer because xander bront is out front 
so we cut, the camera cuts back to the interior of the hangar and uh, the crowd is going wild as Xander Brandt in The Edge Dancer um, takes the lead out of the power station. The announcer, Greg Proops. Greg Proops. And Greg Proops' other head. And Greg Proops' other head. That's got a smart for Jen Hexaneros. Looks like we won't be seeing much of her anymore. The other head says the same thing in Hutties. The next segment has you rounding through the... rounding around the hairpin and coming up to the asteroid field. You basically are keeping pace as you enter the asteroid field with two racers on your tail, or sorry, three racers on your tail and two ahead of you. Before I enter the asteroid field, um, I want to make a quick check to see, like, like I want to be looking at the, the the terrain ahead of me and just to see mm-hmm. what is coming up and maybe perhaps get a boost die if I roll well. So it's either hard perception or average astrogation. You can plot course. Um, so I don't see... Um, I don't see any specific ways through, but mm-hmm. I'm on. I'm aware that it the course is consists uh, is is constantly changing. So like I'm, I feel like a blue. Sorry, my roll was just straight up two advantages. Um, a wash. I think with you two can advantage. get a blue die. I, I think yeah. you can get. Oh, so <laughs> a blue die I think, to min- no, to maneuver I think through. you're going to get a blue die, but there won't be any like removed black die. So. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Because we're coming up on this difficult terrain. Yeah. So you get a blue die, get through. Um, but that won't remove the difficult terrain black die. So you come up on the asteroid field. And as you hit the asteroid field, it seems like everyone slows down. Almost like who was in first didn't quite matter so much. Because everyone slows down and the race line breaks down. And you have to get through the asteroid field. There's no pure racing line. You can theoretically follow someone if you so choose. Mm-hmm. But what's going to happen before you roll your piloting check is that um, the person behind you, Con Rildo, no, sorry, I'm going to go with Jatu Grad, is going to um, train their, la- their lasers on you and start firing. What kind of ship is Jatu Grad? Jatu Grad is in the HLAF 500. HLAF 500, gotcha. Which has a forward twin mounted light laser cannon. You are within, like, a reason. I, I, I'd say you're probably within what I would call, like, close range, but they'll have a black die to hit. Because they're firing, like, in an asteroid field, and it's easier for you to. Yep. Or it's harder to get a lock because you're both evading very heavily. Okay, so they fire at you. Um, I rolled four threats, five advantages, and one success. Sorry, four threats, five advantages, and so they get an advantage and and a success. Cool. So Um, you're going to take from their lasers uh five damage minus armor which is three so two whole trauma that damage shakes you a little bit because you didn't expect live rounds in a race like this you expected like yeah disabling rounds so i'm going to add a black die for that Mm -hmm. two black die for very difficult terrain cool and then you're gonna roll a hard piloting space Right, so you'll have a blue and a black. Um, so that was the 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 extra black die is actually going to be the advantage portion of the successful hit. Emma, just tell us what you rolled. You don't need to take a picture of it. It nets out to one failure and one advantage. Okay, so the failure is not going to be like you blowing up or anything like that. No, I just don't navigate successfully. Okay. So I think what happens here is that despite your early lead, you pull a Lance Stroll and you get past. <laughs> okay. So I think you're kind of like, because of 
the asteroid field being so difficult to navigate, you kind of fall back to last place. You're, so you're in worst place here. Jatu Grad does the disabling maneuver with the lasers. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I try and you, you know, I so I think Keel tries and overcompensates for it. So, so right. while try, trying to avoid the blaster fire, he swerves around an asteroid mm-hmm. the wrong way, allowing right. space for the people behind him to right. You pass. swerve and you accidentally go around the long side of the asteroid. So, like, you basically have to. Yeah, there was a very elaborate sound of Nigel Thornberry-esque proportions to describe yes. the fact that you basically have to like go around the long side of the asteroid and then come back into the race line effectively. So I think in this moment, um, Con Conpeldo sees Keel trying to like shoot left around an asteroid and is going to shoot the asteroid such that it like splits in half trying to hit him with half of the asteroid so can i have yeah so can i have you roll a a hard gunnery check i think i'll upgrade this though yeah so we'll we'll make it three yellows versus three purple uh one failure two advantages i think two advantages is enough to throw a black die yeah, so I think that can throw black dye on the keel. Yeah. But um, I think what happens is that the asteroid cracks and breaks open like in a weird way where it starts to come towards keel, but it's like easily maneuvered around. Yeah. And I also well, or it doesn't crack open fast, like wide enough, fast enough for um, Khan to go through the middle like she had planned. Mm-hmm. And so, so you have to go like over. And so she or, she's or not. This okay. isn't a passing maneuver for her, which she was hoping it would be. Okay, yeah, that works. So I'm gonna run roll gunnery. Mm-hmm. What was the difficulty to shoot it? Um, I had it at hard. Hard, cool. Uh, plus the one black die. Mm-hmm. Um, removing the one black die. Oh wait, no, this is gunnery. Gunnery, not piloting. Um. I'm going to take back a force point and upgrade once. Okay. Watch this be the death of me. There we go. That's more like it. Okay. So that is one success and two threats. Um, So I'm able to successfully blast the rest of the asteroid open in such a way that lets me take back position, if that makes sense. Um, But in order to do so... I have to maneuver the ship very, very precisely, and I take strain, system strain. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna assign based on those threats. Yeah, uh, two system strain to you for that. Cool, that works for me. Um, and pilot strain or no? I think we're just gonna use system strain. Okay, I don't cool. want you passing that out mid-flight. Sense. So that brings me back up to second, fourth, fourth, fourth. Because mm-hmm. I was in fourth. You were in then... third. And then you failed and a bunch of people passed you. Two people passed right. you. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm happy. And then you that. passed back and you're up into fourth now. Um, so that was the second move through the asteroids. So you cruise out of the asteroid field. You spot the race line and the three people in front of you. Uh, and you come up. It looks like in the asteroid field, things have shaken up a lot. And Hollow is now in third, right in front of you. So what's going to happen here as you start to round the capital ship is that Hollow is going to drop a series of, like, chaff missiles, basically scatter missiles that come at your ship to effectively cause you to have to maneuver very precisely in order to avoid those like missile flare things. They're not like going to damage you unless you get a direct hit. Gotcha. But they're enough to distract you. So Aaron, would you like to roll for this? You're going to roll a um, gunnery. I'm going to say this is average. That's two successes. Nice. Okay. So those are going to be two additional black die that you have to contend with from 
these missiles. So you, you're going to roll um, another hard piloting check with mm -hmm. three black die. Okay, so that is a lot happier. <laughs> Success and two advantages. Nice. Okay. So I think what happens here is that you use this opportunity to zoom past Paula, who is still screaming out loud. <laughs> <laughs> They've just been screaming the entire race. Yes. I love it. No, they, they um in the asteroid field we do like one of the while we were still in the asteroid field, we do one of those driver face cuts that they do, mm -hmm. and you see Hollow has finally calmed down, like, okay. Just bopping along. And then like, Until here, Kiel zooms yeah, past. Yeah, Hollow fires the missiles and starts screaming like Hi As they scream hi you pass them. Um so two advantages, blue die to my next yes. blah, 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 blah. Cool, 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 yes, cool, yes, cool, yes. cool. And here at this point, we cut back and there's a sizable group of people who have started rooting for Keel, it looks like. Keel gets like a pretty substantial cheer from the audience as he you know, like for for a newcomer, it's like, holy crap, this newbie's good. New guy, new guy, new guy. We cut back to the beginning of the race, and it's Plex and SD. You two, pretty sure you're not gonna be able to watch this race. Probably not. You get a call on your comms, Plex. Bleep, 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 Hello? Bleep, bleep, bleep. Hello. Do I have the captain of the Aurum? Speaking. We have your freak. Okay. And you hear like muffled in the background. He says his name is Jack. Okay. Are you getting to the point with this? <laughs> well, I could, but it might be more fun to draw this out. Oh my goodness. What do you want? I want your pilot to lose. Well, you picked a fine time to contact me. The race already started. You don't know our pilot, do you? Either he loses or the clone dies. Your choice, really. Okay. Thank you for getting to the point, finally. Anything else? Uh, no. 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 Great. We'll take care of this, then. Turn off the communicator. Uh, so, SD? Yeah. Yes, Plex? We have to go find Jack. Because if Keel wins, they're going to kill him. And if Keel loses, I think they're going to kill him. So, um... And we don't get the information then. Well, yeah, that too. Um, let's go find Jack. Is there any, like, doorways for behind the stages and whatnot in this building? Yeah, I think there's the, like, chief engineer's office that is attached to this docking bay. It's like a, it's up a flooring and it overlooks the hangar. And you definitely know at okay. the bare minimum there are computers there. I was going to ask, like, do, do the clones comm units give off a signal? I would think their buckets give a signal. But they're not wearing their buckets. That's true. They're wearing just regular, like, pit crew helmets. They still had the comms, though. Or at least Tina. No, they did. still have comms. They're just not their specific comm signature. Mm, they're like okay. a generic comm signature. Uh, so hmm. you could theoretically try to trace that generic comm signature if you got to a computer. Okay. I mean, last we saw Jack and the, the bookmaker, they were standing over there and then they suddenly disappeared. Should probably head over there. Look for doors and stuff? Yeah, that'd be a good place to start. 
Okay, so you head over to the corner where the bookie was. Um, can I have you roll if one of you wouldn't mind perception? Perplex. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm not a perception. This will be human. a hard perception. Three successes and one threat. Nice. Okay. Uh you notice a hidden door that's built into the wall. You wouldn't expect there to be a door there, but you notice a slight crack in the paneling that is like just barely perceptible. And yeah, within that panel, you feel around the wall and you press the button and a door opens into a dimly lit with red light steam filled hallway. That seems to be the emergency exit that uh, the bookie used to get away with Jack. At least that's an educated guess. I, I guess this is a good place to start looking then, huh? Seems likely. And I'll force open the door. You force the door open the rest of the way and head down the hallway. Um, the two of you run through the halls. You come up on a T. And at the T, there's a terminal. Um, you have the option to either split up and look both directions or use the terminal to slice. So it depends on how your slicer check goes to see if you can figure out where everything is. And you can also try to use that slice if you do well enough to trace the comm signature for who called you. As a bit of flavor text here, I kind of want this to be the part where Keel is navigating the ventilation mm -hmm. system. And as he's trying to pull off that, that funky maneuver, um, he accidentally hits the comm open as he says, dank ferric. <laughs> I like that. So you hear from the comms, dank ferric from Keel. And then you know something's not going right in the race. <sighs> Does it count if we didn't tell him to lose? I doubt it. Okay. Um, you're I'm... good with computers, right? Uh, yeah, I can try not getting caught. <laughs> Good enough. Can we find the comm signatures, maybe? I'll try my best, Plex. I'm sorry. If you're just looking for information on... Uh, let's just let, let's call it hard. I think that's the easiest No, that's the way hard. to do it. I don't want to put too much nuance on it. One success, two advantage. Poggers. Second evolution of Pog. And then it evolves into Pog Chomp. Okay, so you slice into the computers like and as as you've got everything pulled up on the screen you recognize that the com trace is a fairly simple procedure for you because it's like oh these are hardwired comms i can just go to the very terminal they called from if i just follow okay and you like you're twisting around your scomp and everything like that and you pick up that the signal came from within the station master's quarters. Well, this isn't good news, but I found where he is. Or at least where the call came from. Okay, that's news at least. Where did it come from? The quarters of the station master. Criff. Yep. Uh, is there like a map? Yeah, so you've got the like pull map pulled up. And it basically is like, you know, follow X, Y, and Z hallways. And you run through those hallways. You kind of come through. You come to a panel. And the panel has a keypad entrance. Is there anything like around the panel? A ventilation shaft. You can roll perception for that. That'll be average. That being said, um, I guess I'll roll a perception. Two threats. <laughs> the two guns that are now pointed at No, us. you notice a ventilation system that goes directly into the office. And you're like, Hey, Plex, let's take the vans. It, it's not the worst idea, okay? Uh, you get up to the vents and you like try to get into the vents. Basically, like it's a it's a fairly difficult it's not a difficult climb. It's an easy climb. You get up to the vent. You get on the vent to try to get through. And just it makes the exact sound a real vent would make when you step on the vent. Which is to say it's a very <laughs> loud and very echoey 
hollow metal sound that comes from inside um, the wall next to the station master's office. This might have been a bad idea. They're in the walls. Get I, them. I, you over here. Okay, let's get out of the vent. <laughs> I'm going to attempt to like push my way through the wall. Okay, roll. <laughs> They're probably made of metal. What am Isn't I doing? It's like. It's like space station yeah, metal. Space station metal. I don't think that's like, gonna, is... I don't think you could do that. I mean, like you could try if you want to. It's durasteel. Bowl of <laughs> athletics. It's daunting. I'm very beefy. I'm a beefy. Uh, it's daunting or impossible. I'm gonna make it daunting. Like... You could try. <laughs> that's two see. triumphs. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No. <laughs> Erica, it's two I triumphs, six threats, and a success. Well, three successes because of the triumphs. Cat, you let this happen. Cat, you let this happen. I brace my legs against the opposite wall. <laughs> you just. <laughs> the seams give way before SD does. You realize, oh, Criff, we're in a. We're in a tight spot. Wait, we're in a tight spot. Oh, grief. Sorry, Plex, have put us in a tight spot. Wait, we're we're in a tight spot. Plex! I think I know what to I think I know what to do. You bust through the light fixture, basically like you hear shattering glass, and then a panel falls. And if you were three successes. You basically have the panel accidentally smush a random Quarren bodyguard. He's taken out of the... He's not, like, dead-dead, but he's definitely out of the fight because he's trapped under some metal and really, really beat to hell because a wall are, panel are the light just tubes crushed fluorescent? him. Are, are the light panels fluorescent? Yes, but there's also the metal cover over the light panels, and that's what falls on him. Okay, my joke you is done. Jump out, like bronzium knucks on, fists up, ready to like brawl. Yeah. Plex Sorry. follows through. Plex, your blaster's mounted in your wrist, right? Yep. My hand's just up. Yeah, you're like <laughs> Mega Man posed. Um, shall we roll initiative? Yes, please. Or what? Yeah. Uh, what are we rolling for that? Cool. Two success, one advance. That's exactly what the station master rolled. <laughs> oh no. Two advantage. Okay, so the threat is as you bust through and get into your battle position, they've got their guns trained on you. I mean, yeah, stealth didn't work out. <laughs> so you're like basically ready to they're they're basically ready for you. Um I think I'm going to have the NPC go first rather than the PCs because of the threats. Because it was two successes, one advantage. Two successes, one advantage. Two advantage, two advantage. So you rolled exactly <laughs> the same. So I'm going to take the option of the threats to have the NPCs go first. Does that work? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, it's at this point, basically, right now, Keel has exited the asteroid field and is dodging the missiles does like a barrel roll through those missiles as you know hollow tries to take them out tries to take him out and kill like woo, 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 navigates his way so we're about halfway through the race at this point so i think this is the point where we will end this episode space dumpster was played by erica belsas who can be found on twitter at belsas or on twitch.tv slash belsas that's b-e-l-s-a-a-s Plex Slutzel was played by Erin Cotter, who can be found on Twitter at Adorabold or on our other podcast, Marking Out With My Girlfriend. Kiel Krennic was played by Emma Hislop, who can be found on Twitter at Nocturne Musings and Making Cat and Kira Suffer Through Movies on Unsound Theories. The Dark Side Campaign is jammed by me, Kathleen Bader. You can find my tweets at CatSelesnia, or you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash CatSelesnia. Chicks with Dice is a Sosa's Media production. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the love. By recommending the show to a friend, you not only help us grow our community, you also get to share the hijinks with the people who matter to you most. You can also help us create this show and others like it by supporting us on Patreon. 
You'll gain access to exclusive content like early releases of episodes, side quest adventures, and much more. To become a supporter, visit patreon.com slash sososmedia. All music on this episode was created by Sounds Like an Earful. Visit soundslikeanearful.com for more. The Star Wars RPG played in this podcast is the property of Lucas Books. It was made by an incredible team of devoted designers who were fired by the private equity firm that owns Fantasy Flight Games. Until next time, stay wizard. Use the force, Luke. Use the force, SD. Face dumpster. Use the force.